You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Barron, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Barron's 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. And today we have a really special, extra special, awesome guest. We do. And first of all, let's go ahead and say it's episode 70. Okay. Because we always forget to say the episode, or I always forget to say the episode. And today I'm going to be a little bit giddy and a little bit excited because of our guest. So you should be. I'll just go ahead and say, first of all, who it is. It's Mary Beth Prodomitis. Prodomitis. Did I get it right? I know I both ways both ways everybody (laughs) says it different and but Mary Beth is a master's CrossFit athlete that I know you guys have heard me talk about so many times on this show (laughs) because she is a huge inspiration to me so I'm so grateful Mary Beth that you agreed to be on today well thank you for having me Melody and Steve this is an honor indeed for me and I'm so happy that we have a connection that's personal and day-to-day. Yes. So for anybody who doesn't know why I'm so giddy, it's because I am trying to learn Olympic weightlifting and I am getting some really awesome instruction and some help from, from you, Mary Beth. And <laughs> it's been so beneficial to me. And I, just like I said, I'm, I'm more than just beyond grateful for your help. I hope I don't cry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Melody, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure because we're in this together. And so if I can help anybody, I want to. Well, and, and, and that's a great point. We're all in this together and that goes with a lot of things, but fitness, especially, you know, you are a great example of, of how to be fit, uh, you know, as you age. And that's something that we focus a lot on the show is, is people who are inspirational and doing things that uh, probably 20 years ago, we would have thought were crazy. Right. Right, I agree. (laughs) So for for a lot of our listeners, they know that we like CrossFit. We love that type of workout. We do all kinds of different things. Steve does a lot of swimming. I've started doing more endurance, but I love the CrossFit style of fitness because it's functional and it it leads into as we age to be able to get yourself up off the ground if you fall down. I think that's something that's so important as we age to be able to have those movements. But you have won the games, which is if someone hasn't, we post videos all the time of the games for people to go and watch. Um, But you've won this Four times, four different times, you've been a CrossFit Masters champion. And to me, that is just like incredibly impressive because I say this all the time. If someone has not tried one of these CrossFit workouts and they think, well, big deal, you know, it's working out. No, it's, it's a totally, it's a, it's a total, it is a sport when you come down to it. And so let's talk a little bit first about your background, like where you started in fitness just in general. Okay. Well, as a kid, I have three brothers and I would chase them everywhere. I try to, you know, <laughs> you know, I try to beat them. I never did, but, um, they're very, they're very, um, athletic and agile. And I just tried to keep up with them. But then when I hit middle school, I started doing sports at school and then I um, started doing gymnastics. So I have gym, I did gymnastics for three years and I did the sports at school too, but we had to drop all the sports at school and just do gymnastics because that I was getting that good. Um, totally against what my dad wanted. He wanted me to be a team player. He wanted me to not do this individual stuff. 
because he thought it was kind of selfish. But um, <laughs> I can understand why. And um, then he got really sick, and so we moved. And in high school, it was like I was um, in an ice cream shop, and I could have all the ice cream because I just didn't get tired because of my gymnastics training. I, I mean, I trained five, six hours a day, and it was fun. Okay. But you know, it, it's intermittent, you know, it's not constant, like an endurance athlete. But, um, then after that, I got married when I was 18, had four kids and, um, taught aerobics, uh, during my fourth child. Okay. When I had her and then, um, I started personal training people at a global gym and one of my clients came to me and she said, Mary Beth, you got to try Her name's Sarah Francis. She said, Mary Beth, you got to try it. You got to try this thing called CrossFit. And by then I'm like 48, I think 49, that's 49. And so I was older than you, Melody, right now. <laughs> Happy birthday yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and so anyways, I put her off for six months and then, um, I went and tried it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so fun. I, every day you go in and you find out what you're going to do and it's not programmed and you don't have to think of it. I didn't have to program anything. So I was overjoyed about that. And Oh, it's just a, a thrill. And the friends, the camaraderie was just exceptional and the fact that I could um work out next to a 70 year old or a, a d1 athlete or d whatever division two three athlete didn't matter a mom of two kids and I'm a mom of four kids and it, it just didn't matter and it was fun and we all suffered together and it was um beyond wonderful the bonds that you build there so then um 2010, I started CrossFit and I trained for a year. And then 2011, I won. And wow. that. And it's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. But I did bodybuilding and I did fitness when I was raising my, my kids. So I have that athletic background too. And I won Miss Colorado in 1994. And then. I went to a junior national and won my, my class. But um, when I did fitness, I, the highest I ever placed was second. And that was, they told me, you're just too damn muscular. Wow. But, but I was the fittest person on the stage. I mean, that, that's when I could still do all my flips and, you know, push-ups, the Superman push-ups where you fly and, you know, just side summy flips and stuff like that. But so I asked the head judge once, can I go any further in this sport? They said, Mary Beth, no, probably not because you're built, um, you don't have that hourglass shape. I'm more straight up and down, you know? And through bodybuilding, though, I did make somewhat of an hourglass, but not when you compare me to a, a, a girl who has that, I'm going to lose every time, even if my diet's dialed in and everything. And so bodybuilding, I'm getting there. Bodybuilding was, um, was, and fitness were all about how I looked. And then Sarah introduced me to CrossFit and I was like, what? I don't, you don't care what I look like? You just got, you just care about how, how you can perform? Well, that was the ticket for me because I love to practice. See, I would rather practice probably than compete. Because competing is very stressful at the games. But right. I'll do it because I want to show off everything I learned that year, you know. <laughs> and, and the outcome, well, you know, I'm with Brute Strength Training. Um, they're great coaches since um, 2014. I've won two titles with them. But um, they're always about, Mary Beth, we're going to just worry about the progress. Not the progress, but, but the, the process and we'll let the outcome take care of itself. And so that's huge. I remember 2018, I'm standing there waiting to go do the final workout. And, you know, in CrossFit, it can change in one workout. Even if you're yeah. sitting high on the leaderboard, it doesn't matter. Um, 
And he, he goes, how are you doing? I go, well, coach, you know me. I'm really, really, really nervous. And uh, yeah. And he goes, Mary Beth, you know who you are. You're going to be same person tomorrow as you are today after this workout. So if this event doesn't define you, then you're, you don't worry about it. Just go do what you do. And my coach, Nick Fowler, he's best. It was all I needed. And I just went in there and killed that workout. But, um, you know, everything doesn't always go as planned. So but well, a, lot of, a lot of the CrossFit competition, there'll be things that, it, you know, there'll be things that are someone's strength and there'll be something that's your weakness. So when you don't know what the workout is and you're, you know, you can get all wrapped up into what if this is one of my weaknesses. And so that, that process you're talking about of going all year long and doing the hard work that, you know, it's not the sexy stuff. It's not what everybody sees, but all those hard things to get to that place to where the weakness really isn't that big a deal. It's just what you've been doing all year. But when you get to that point, what would be, let's just ask, what would be something that you would be like, oh, I don't want to see that in this workout? Oh, okay. Um, going into this games, I had a torn meniscus and my MCL was strained. And so seeing that run and double unders just wasn't looking forward to that at all. Yeah. So that was definitely a weakness and that put me way far behind, but, um, I finished and you know, what can you do? You you can only do your best. Right. And, and it's not a reflection of who you are anyways. You see what I mean? And one thing that I always say to him when we're watching it is I'm like, the person who comes in dead last in every one of these workouts is so much fitter than that than anybody I know. <laughs> That's what's so crazy. And so it's, it's amazing, uh, that what you can, what you can accomplish, but you know, you talked about bodybuilding. So, and doing that first and, and that type of fitness, when you compare the two and I probably, everybody's going to know the answer to this, but when you compare the two, what is, what is your, what do you like better, the bodybuilding or the CrossFit? Oh, definitely CrossFit because it's so varied. Bodybuilding, you there's not a lot of deviation in exercises. There can be a few, I mean, true, yeah. you know, but CrossFit, you walk in and if they just move and exercise to the end of your workout, it's a whole different workout. One day, my coach put a handstand walk at the end of a workout and I was going for it, and I'm good on my hands, and I was coming down like every six, seven feet, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And um, coach says, this is what it feels like to win. (laughs) Once I heard that, I was like, okay, let's win. (laughs) And I just kept going, and and another thing he said is, just think about one thing right now to fix. And I thought about squeezing my butt. I know that sounds weird probably, but I finished that handstand walk easy then. But when I was thinking about, oh my God, I keep falling down. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? And that negative self-talk, then um, that was hindering me more than the ability to do the skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, um, so bodybuilding was monotonous. CrossFit is so varied. It kept, keeps my attention because <laughs> I'm kind of flighty. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a great point because we always tell people if you're, if you're getting into fitness, wh- whatever it is, you should, you should pick something that, that you like and that keeps your interest. So uh, CrossFit is great in that because it develops so many new skills. Now for you, you had a background in gymnastics. How long did it take you after your bodybuilding years to kind of get all those gymnastics skills back in, you know, form? Oh, it took practice, you know, I'm an eight times games athlete. And so I've been practicing since I started in 2010. Do you see what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. just, I practice unless I'm injured, then I work around it. Um, Then how, 
repeat the question again so I can well, be just, more specific. Well, you know, you did gymnastics as, as a young athlete and then you did bodybuilding for years and then you get back into CrossFit and now you, you've got to pull back those gymnastic skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, how hard was that, you know, and or how easy was that? Oh, no, it was, it was, that was what was so cool is if there was a workout and it had running and wobbles and then a gymnastics body weight movement, I would be like, okay, just get through these two and you get into gymnastics. I mean, you know, I'd be excited. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, let's go, you know, and so that's wonderful, that part of it. And to get the foundation was already laid for gymnastics. So that came back naturally. Walking on my hands was never one of my skills as a gymnast or even holding a handstand, never. But so that took a lot of work. But um, for instance, swimming, I had swimming lessons when I was six. That's it. And then they start doing swimming at the games. And I'm like, in fact, I emailed Dave Castro. I said, hey, Dave, do you think we'll be swimming for Masters ever? And he writes back, oh, you never know. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So I started swimming. And as I told my coach like four years ago, I started my drowning training <laughs> because it felt like I was drowning. But um, now I can swim, you know, 600 meters in a lake and I'm okay. So even if like this year, no swimming at the games. So I did all that practice and it wasn't even at the games. And that's fine. Just like I did all this practice for ring muscle ups and they weren't even at the games. I did all this practice on bar muscle ups. We got chest to bar, you know, I think people forget that masters. It's not that they can't do these skills. They just can't do the volume maybe, or the, the volumes, what hurts sometimes masters athlete. If you just scale the reps down, then they can do just as much as not as much, but they can, they can imitate the individuals. So like where an individual can do 30 muscle ups in a row, you know, my best is seven, I think. Do you see the difference there? But I love the gymnastics and it did help me, but then there's swimming and there's running and aerobic capacity is where I've been working all this year to be more ready. And, um, I tore my meniscus June 6th, and so my training was cut to a third. We didn't know if I should go this year, but, I, you know, I'm so darn competitive. I just wanted to go, so I went anyway. It's hard to not go. Yeah, Yeah, after you put that much work in and – so, and, and I know that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this in a moment about what happened at this year's games. And, um, but you also have had a career, not just in CrossFit and, and doing bodybuilding and things and personal training, but you've also been a PE coach at a middle school. Yes. Middle school I, PE coach. Yeah. I just retired in May from 20 years of teaching and, uh, I'm glad I did. No, it's just, it's just time. You know, when it's time I don't want to be that old teacher who is grumpy. They need energy and love. And, and I was finding my emotional pot, but my, I didn't have it for them last year. Like I used to, Mm -hmm. I was vibrant and a good, really good PE teacher. And it was a struggle. And the reason I retired in May, this is part of my human side. Um, my dad is really, really sick. And, um, I moved in in May to help, help take care of him. He's blind. He's 88. He's pretty much bedridden. The only way he gets out of bed is if I lift him out of bed. He's my best friend and my mom's 80. And so she has her stuff too. And so, so they're my best friends. And of course I'm going to give them what I have. And my daughter, Stephanie, she helps me in the last year and this year so that I could go compete at the games. Um, It's been hard. And I think that has been, you talk about master's athletes and recovery. I had so many personal issues going on with my, my, my parents. And I have a son who's having a really hard time too. 
and just my plate was full and then trying to decide if I was going to retire or not and just selling my house in, in Cedar Ridge where I lived 11 years. That was all going on in the month of May. And then I went to a camp where I was with, oh, this is the problem. You'll see. It's the beast in me. <laughs> where there's 17-year-old dudes doing stuff that I think I can do, okay? And then, <laughs> that's when I tore my meniscus and I, it hurt really bad. But um, boy, that's a great camp, a great boot camp camp. I mean, my my spirit is strong and so strong that it blocks out pain. I didn't even know I was hurt until the third day of training at the camp. Wow. And I couldn't walk. So this and this is what happened at the games too. I wasn't, I think I wasn't, I wasn't fit enough this year because of the volume being cut. And then, but my drive is so strong in my mental, I've been working on mindset so much the, the, this whole time I've been in CrossFit that, I mean, this is the ticket for me because I had such a bad critical spirit in my head all the time one coach in the beginning said Mary Beth what the heck is that he goes you can't just be your worst critic you got to be your biggest fan and so CrossFit exercise let's face it exercise with intensity brings out your your voice your loudest coach voice in your head. Now, are you going to listen to the in, the mean critic or are you going to listen to the coach who's saying, just one more, think one thing that you can do better or man, or that you suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which one? You have to make a decision which one you're going to listen to. And, and so that is, okay, I'm getting off track, but that is the best thing that happened to me with CrossFit is I learned to identify that voice through exercising. And before I wouldn't know, I just thought that was me being so mean to me. I, that self-love and stuff that people talk about, I was clueless. I didn't know what they were talking about. But exercise like this and CrossFit brought it out really loud and strong. And so then I had to learn to deal with it. And I have, I'm not always successful, but that's what's so hard about this uh, recovering through through injury is I don't have that to for that voice to come out so I can say no 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 you sit over here for a minute I'll deal with you later okay. now it's it's like just day to day life and I was like okay this voice is coming out again but I'm having a hard time identifying it but somebody told me Meredith just pretend everything you think is going over a loudspeaker. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Right? (laughs) So I started doing that, and that has been very helpful because I know how to deal with the voice of fear. I know how to deal with um, the voice that says you're not good enough. I've learned strategies and techniques to to deal with these things. So that's – I really wanted people to know that is one of the biggest things CrossFit has done for me. Besides all this skill mastery, I've learned to be more of a master of my inner self, which because I'm so here, there, everywhere, energetic, and sometimes not on task, but that I lose sight of what's really going on in my brain. So – and my heart – so I think that's what I want to say about that. <laughs> well, I know that what you're saying is so true because you've done this with me. And this is this is a personal thing where we've had this connection. And you'll look at my workout, you know, my my lifts, and you'll ask me a question that it's not it's not a negative question. You'll ask me what I see in the lift that I did right. You'll ask me questions in a way that that don't bring about like a negative feeling for me because it is very it, it's very difficult to learn new things as we get older and so and it's real easy when you're competitive and when you when you're a perfectionist that mm. 
when you're doing something, you get in your head and you, you know, I've learned a little bit from, well, a lot from you in this last few months about sometimes I just, if I miss something, I laugh about it now. I don't get upset. I just, you know, I'll go, oh, well, you know, that was, that was not good, (laughs) but you know, I'll try again. Or I've learned when to stop before I hit that negative feeling of like, you know, where, where you get in your head and you just can't, it just all falls apart from there. I've learned to end on a high note some days where I feel like I did good. I did the thing where you said, like you, you said just a few minutes ago, you thought just about squeezing your butt in. Well, you know, there's so many things that you'll tell me just focus on this one thing. And so I do that. And it's a very positive you know, impact on what I'm trying to learn. So I totally get what you're saying. And I know somebody else out there probably needs to hear that, that no matter what you're trying to do, whether it's diet, lifestyle, relationships, it's that voice in your head that's really important to master. Right. It really is because you've heard coaches say it all the time. It's the battle between your ears that matters most. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So this is so true. Even as we grow chronologically mature, that battle's still there. It's what are you going to do with it? You know, and hopefully you have friends to help you, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, positive self-talk has to be, you should, people should practice that. And you're, what you're really hitting on is that mental resiliency. Um, When you have that mental resiliency where you, you, you're always telling yourself that you can do it. You can go further. You can do more. You can keep going. But a lot of people don't have that. And I, I coach young athletes who are trying to come into the Air Force to be special operations. And uh, the, the mental aspect is the one that I can't teach very well. I can train you. I can give you programs. I can coach your form. Uh, I, can, I can make sure you do it. I can, I can yell at you when you're doing it to try and push you. But if, like you said, if you don't win that battle between your ears – and you don't have that positive self-talk and you don't think you can do it, then you're absolutely mm-hmm. not going to do it. So that, that's a, and that's what separates you from a regular, regular athlete. Because I tell all my young guys, all of them have the physical components available to do the training. You have the physical components, but you have to have the mental resiliency to drive forward and do it. And that's what makes you great is, I mean, you just hit on it. It's your, mentally resilient and you have the correct frame of mind to go forward and just crush things mm-hmm. on that note um being you know how we tell everybody as coaches consistency builds confidence the truth of the matter is this is true for for our mental re- resiliency as you say mm-hmm. but i think people forget that they just think they got to go in and hit the gym for an hour and a half and that they're going to become this great athlete. But the truth of the matter is, is what you do after your training session ends until your next training station is the next day, right? Mm-hmm. It's those 23 and a half, 23 hours afterwards. If you're going to grow in consistency and become the person you want to be the, be the best version of yourself. I mean, that's really how it works. We need the consistency and skill and practice. But if you don't have that mental practice too and be able to identify it when it's happening, then you are, are going to kind of beat the horse, a dead horse. But once you figure it out, then you go, okay, what am I going to do work on today for mental performance? And I do certain things, and this is involved involved in my um, training, my recovery training, and that's um, I liked really like Don Fletcher for from Mental Mentality Wad on Instagram, and I really like Justin Sua. He has a three to four minute podcast on it's called Increase Your Impact on Spotify and iTunes. The reason I plug them is because these guys have helped me the most it, and it maybe it's not personal like you know we are but it's yeah. it, it's daily and it's a surge and the podcast is only three to four minutes and of Justin and that has helped a lot and I just think 
daily that has to be part of your recovery. Oh, I'll tell you something about else about recovery because we're here. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> before I went um, with fruit, I would just go, 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 go. I, when I got with fruit, they told me, Mary Beth, it's okay to take a nap. I was like, no, the more you give into that, the, the, the less you're going to get done. I did not understand. And so the last four years with fruit, I've been taking a nap and it has changed not only my mental capabilities, but my workouts are so much better. So that's really good. That's part of recovery. And then the other thing about recovery is I always, whenever I work out, I always have a recovery shake. Um, I, I like Avocares and yeah. they are, they're, they're cool. And uh, they've sponsored me in product for since a long time. But um, I think anybody who doesn't eat, or a, a, something good for them after they work out are crazy. If it's drinking or eating, you need to do that so your body knows you're starting to recover. The other thing is it's because I'm a go person, it, I had a hard time of, of, I mean, I do really hard workouts and then I would just leave and go do everything else I had to do. And my coach is like, no, you need to take the time to drink that, get on the bike for 10 minutes maybe, and just go easy, conversation with a friend, have a conversation with a friend, and then start rolling out for eight to 10 minutes. And then your body knows recovery mode. All, everything is, is better in a mindset of where to go from here. And so then you're breathing better. And I, I love to do box breathing you know, I don't know if everybody knows what that is. It's four or five seconds in, hold it for four or five, exhale for four or five seconds, and then hold that for four or five seconds. I love doing box breathing, especially um, when I'm stressed out and when I'm really nervous at the games. Um, uh, you'll see my hand go on my diaphragm. That's what I'm doing because I'm trying to <laughs> settle my stuff down because Mary Beth, crazy is ridiculous. Um, I'll just go out too hot. And so this helps me that way. So there's, let me think, um, recovery, make sure you drink your water, make sure you have your diet dialed in for you. Right. Yeah. Everybody's different. Right. I, you know, I know we've never talked about what I do, um, for my nutrition, but, uh, I'm mostly paleo and when I'm training super hard, I have more carbs than what a normal person would have. Cause somebody asked me this morning, how many hours did you train for the, to become a games athlete? I go, well, for me, it took a lot. Um, I trained one or two hours in the morning before school. And then after school, I would train two and a half to three. You know, so I trained, a, I did a lot. And then that didn't even cover all the recovery things you have to do to be in the right mental state. You got to get massages. I mean, I know that's such a chore, but making right. time for making time for a massage is, is hard sometimes. And, yeah. and, and making sure I do my meditation or my prayer time or, and I love headspace.com because they help me be figure out how to be objective about my own thoughts instead of being right there in the middle of them all, ah! you know, yeah. I can take a step back and go, Oh, I, I you, I'll deal with you later. Or <laughs> that's funny. I've already dealt with that. <laughs> Why are we going over it again? So anyway, <laughs> yeah. that, I'm done. Well, that's how a lot of people are, you know, you know, they have a lot of thoughts. Uh, some of them they, they don't deal with or they don't deal with well. And, they dismiss it. And just like you said, either you deal with it or you decide to deal with it later you mm -hmm. it completely. So all those practices, the breathing, we yeah. talk about breathing all the time. I coach my young athletes on breathing and how to do it. Well, uh, it's, it's very, uh, underrated technique for everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that quiet time, the prayer or meditation, those things are critical to build in, uh, all that, that, that mental, uh, capacity that you have to have to compete at the CrossFit level. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting is, um, we've had a couple of other 
CrossFit athletes uh, who are over 40 on the podcast. One of them you probably know for sure, Dave Pippensteel. And that was one of his things, naps, naps. Yep. You know, just yep. that time in a day where, you, you know, you take a nap and letting that be okay. And that's something that uh, our other athlete we had, Helen uh, uh, Taylor, she talked about that as well as, you know, that's a big part of her recovery is just a nap. Mm-hmm. And of course, nutrition is, is huge. But I think that, and I think most people may not even recognize this, but you can have your nutrition dialed in really well. But if you're mentally not dialed in and you're not in the right headspace, then your nutrition isn't doing you the amount of good that it could if you were getting your emotional, you know, and mental uh, aspect of your recovery dialed in as well. So Mm -hmm. the meditation, even though that's something that no one sees that and it's not something that people would write out in a program but it's so big in the, in the picture of your health mm-hmm. that it makes everything else work. Right. I agree. I agree with you, Melody, for sure. I, um, I think this is the hardest part for me being injured right now is figuring out my recovery. So, and how to only work out to a minimal amount to maintain a fitness level and a, a, a good, I sometimes have a problem with body image. So I, I, I just, I, I miss working out hard and not having to worry about the portion size of what I eat. And now that's different. And yeah. so that's where I struggle right now, but um, dialing in, all I just had to redo all my recovery things that I used to do for games training and use it now for for my healing from my injuries. So can we talk a little bit because we, we we've said you're injured, but we haven't really in case somebody doesn't know. Can you just like take us through what happened at the games and what you're dealing with right now as far as dealing with injury, the type of injury? Sure. I, um, well, like I said, uh, six weeks before the games, I tore my meniscus in my right knee. And so I had surgery August 20th on that and they, they trimmed it and they fixed it up and debrid it and everything. But I don't know, it still hurts anyway. So I have to work around that. And my shoulder coach thinks maybe my knee thing going in injured, maybe why my shoulder went. Cause my, in 2014, after the games, I had major surgery on my shoulder. I have four things wrong. I tore my labrum, my bicep tem- tendon and two rotators and my surgeon fixed it. And it's my strong shoulder now, but at the games, um, we had a two rep overhead squat max, max rep, mm-hmm. two reps, sorry. And, um, I got in there and 145 was a breeze, but I could hear, I could hear other people and it probably wasn't even women, okay, that were (laughs) getting higher numbers. But in my mind, it was, I got to go for this. I only have two and a half minutes left. We had five minutes to establish this rep mat, two rep mats. And so I put 160 on there and I, um, I, um, stepped back, popped it off my shoulders and I did the first one and it was fine. I got depth and I stood up and then I did the second one. I was wobbly, but I stood it up and I was just, it was, I was holding it there just so the judge would tell me good rep. And when his thumb went up that it was a good rep, then all of a sudden I had no shoulder anymore. It dislocated. And, um, the bars come in crashing down, 160 pounds. I try to push the bar out as best I can, but it still hits me in the top of the head. And then I fall to the ground. And I didn't know what hurt worse, my shoulder or my head. I, I couldn't even tell you. But all I could think at that moment was, was 
oh no, this is my surgery shoulder. This is my strong shoulder. What the heck is going on? Because my lap, my other shoulder was giving me a little problem before. And I was like, oh. And then, then there was, if I could have just been less emotional, but I didn't have that control. I don't know why I just didn't. And all I could think was, I want my daughter. Where's my daughter? Where's Rochelle? I need Rochelle. And my arms over here, my the, yeah your humorous is over here I can see it sticking through not through the skin but just I can see it yeah I move the skin I've never had a dislocated anything so that freaked me out but they just put me in the um cart and drove me to the coliseum and we had um x-rays and they put it back in and and they were great medical team was great and they put it back in and then I mentioned Oh, you guys, did you know that bar hit my head? And they're like, no. And then they looked and I had a cut and that was fine. And they took x-rays. I've never had an x-ray where you open your mouth. Anyways, they made me open my mouth. I was like, okay, this is weird. (laughs) And then um, they sent me on my way. And honest to God, I, um, I didn't know what to think at the time. I wasn't bummed though, but... I was a little bummed, mm. disappointed. Yeah, I got that. I won that. I won that workout by fifteen <laughs> pounds. <laughs> okay, I was coming back, and the next two workouts were so in my wheelhouse. I could have placed maybe third and up in those, and maybe yeah. I would have brought myself up from, you know, tenth place to fourth. Maybe, maybe even got on the podium, depending on what I could have done, but. There's no way I was, I wouldn't let anybody touch me down there. They probably could have put it back in, but I, I was, I was listening to that voice of fear, (laughs) you know, but that's a big injury to then go try to do anything else. So that's like, you know, you pop a joint out of place and get a 160 pound barbell crashing down on your head. That's probably okay to take a little break. (laughs) (laughs) so going from those injuries now and then having to like it's not like you're just doing CrossFit like you said you've got a full plate you know of of just life uh you have your parents you have four grown kids eight grandchildren yes so there's so there's a lot going on there that you know you're having to deal with now you you know you're you had an injury and you're taking care of your your parents. So how did you use all of these tools you've learned to get through that time at that initial state of your injury? Just that mental aspect. Well, I um, I know it's better to give than receive. I I know that does something. I it's a little self selfish, but it 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 it's therapeutic to give to somebody else. So I reached out to you and I, I, this was, was right after I was hurt, you know, and I asked you, would you like a couple tips? I would be glad to give you some. And then you said, yes. And I was happy. And I thought, well, if this is, if this is, this is how I can occupy my time, then this is what I'm going to do. And so I, I did a, a mental, um, a mindset seminar in Wyoming recently. And I had the four, no, I was supposed to do it in, no, I, I'm sorry. I got confused okay. in, in Wisconsin. I was supposed to do two seminars at a gym, but I was too hurt to do them. Okay. So I told the owner, I'd really like to meet up with some of the master's athletes and have lunch with them and spend some time with them and get to know them. And so I, I talked to them on and off too about things they're working on. And so it's really fun to be able to help someone when you can't do what you do, you know, and the other thing that's really helped me is I'm doing the precision nutrition certification level one. And I, that has helped me to occupy some of the downtime that there is when you care, take care of um, elderly. There's yeah. just a lot of work and then there's nothing. And, mm. and for my personality, this is not good. And, <laughs> but, so I have to find ways to fill it, fill it that time. But 
I also have to, the other thing is strategizing how to program my workouts and what I'm doing so that the next day my knee isn't yelling at me and my shoulder isn't being a turkey. So that's a challenge in itself. Basically, um, my, my membership with Brood is on hold right now as far as programming because they can't program, me, program for me right now. They said, you are in the hands of your physical therapist. You need a professional so, and my surgeon. So that's what I'm doing there. So I'm, I can't say I'm a little disappointed that um, I don't get to do the open this week, you know, yeah. but there's no way. There's no way I, I, I mentally, uh, men- mentally, I could probably tough it out, but there's <laughs> just that, that little hesitation of thinking my shoulder's gonna dislocate, yeah. you know, I can't even think about doing a snatch. Everything I work is below shoulder level. I'm losing all my muscle in my shoulders. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. It's so ridiculous. Um, I totally um, understand. Yep. I get it. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you get it. But I'm having to do things that when I was an aerobics instructor that so aerobics instructor, bodybuilder, things that I threw out kind of yeah. when I started across that, you know, you're stupid sometimes. And, and I was kind of stupid. I threw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, and I need, I, no, I threw the bath. I don't know which one I threw out, but I need it now. So anytime I'm injured, we always, through all my coaches is all, they've always put me backwards and put me back into bodybuilding moves. Because for some reason, my body likes bodybuilding moves. It just likes them. It's like, oh, cool. Let's do this. We're good at this. Here we go. Oh, yeah. And then it responds. It's really a cool thing. But um, my competitive beast loves intensity. I love it when I have a workout when there's that brief second of, oh, my gosh, am I even going to even finish this? Do you see what I mean? That is like, it's like, and then it's like, yes, we're going to finish this. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) And bodybuilding is not like that. You're slow and controlled in a lot of those moves. Whereas in Mm -hmm. the CrossFit stuff, it's, you're moving weight very quickly and you're doing it like in a manner in which, Somebody better get out of the way, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, CrossFit is very dynamic, and bodybuilding, I wouldn't say, is so much. But people who, general population people who get hurt are usually the ones who don't do their auxiliary work, which is, if you ever look at anybody's programming, it, it, it is. It's all this accessory work that's going to, strengthen all the little muscles so that you, when your big muscles get tired, they can still hold it. So I, um, my shoulder, I tore, uh, I can never pronounce it. It's a ligament that starts with a G and I tore it at the scapula and at the humerus and I tore my labrum. So that's why I have to have surgery in January. Yeah. So keep me in your prayers. (laughs) Surgery in January for that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's going to, that's, that's another downtime. And, and, you know, all of that stuff is, is very hard when you are as competitive as someone like yourself. And it's hard to, it's hard to go through that. But, you, you know, when you can still do those bodybuilding moves, I think I sent you one of our podcasts where, um, you know, uh, one of our guests had been injured and still worked out all the parts that were not injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. I thought that was so helpful for me because, you know, inevitably at some point you're going to hurt yourself doing something. It's just crazy to think you'll never get injured. And so keeping that in mind that we can still do all the other parts of our body that aren't injured. And, you know, one thing is I think all of us who like to work out, we get kind of addicted to those endorphins, you know, mm-hmm. like you're talking about with those moments where you're like, am I even going to finish this? And then, it's, it's almost like, 
it's a good drug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, um, injury, there's, you can look at injury as two different, in a couple different ways, but one, I can, you can, I can, I'm choosing to look at it as an opportunity to grow in other areas of my life now that maybe I've neglected over the last 10 years. So that, that's one thing I'm looking at. The other thing is um, learning to adapt and work around injured parts. Uh, this has been my CrossFit career. And people say, see, CrossFit hurts you. No, 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 no. You don't understand. My training age is old. Parts wear out. Yeah. And, it, and so this is just what it is. And, and so um, in 2011, when I won, I... During the open, I just six weeks before the open, I have L4, L5 fuse from old gymnastics injury. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that started acting up. And so when, when I didn't know if I was going to compete in 2011 because it hurt so bad, but I did it anyway because I don't know why. This is the kind of person and the pattern that is in my brain. Just do it, Mary Beth. But now I'm a little older and so I'm trying to be a little different. Anyway, then in 2012, right, my best, I was a fun year because I qualified as an individual at 50, at 50, and I competed in the Southwest region, and that Diane was the first, the opening workout, and that's deadlifts and handstand push-ups, and I placed eighth. I killed it, and there, you know, after that, yeah, I didn't kill it as much because the weights were heavy and heavier than maybe I was used to, but I still ch- didn't lose. I ended up 23rd, I think, at regionals. So, so. when you say that, let, uh, just for anybody who doesn't know, when you say you, you, um, you qualified for an individual, that means you were in there with what would be considered uh, like the 20-something-year-old. Mm-hmm. The right? youngest girl uh, competing the young- was, was 18. And I was okay. the oldest girl. Yeah. But um, the the crazy thing, that was such a good year. But then right before um, games training for 2012, I'm here I am, strong and really pretty fit. And and I my I was doing a squat clean and I sprained my wrist. No bad. Yeah. So bad. And I had um I taped it in a manner that I could carry the, I could do front squats with the bar at a weird angle. And it wasn't even, it was weird, but they let me and I still did it. And, and I took second that year. So I'm just trying to explain to you, people say, you're crazy, you're injured. And I'm like, I know, but for some reason in my brain, I'm this way. And then 2000. 13, I was recovering from knee surgery in my left knee and my wrist, and I didn't have enough um, cardiovascular fitness to win or anything. I took seventh. And then 2014, I got all healed up and I won. And um, the thing is that year, I just had really bad elbows. So what? Let's go. And then... um, 2015, I had major surgery. 2016, I came back and won. I didn't, that was my best year as far as injury. I wasn't, I was injury free and I enjoyed that a lot. And then, (laughs) I mean, it's one thing to go into a competition and be focused on doing your best. But when you go into a competition and you're thinking about, oh, this part of my body hurts, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to just get through it. You know, this is such a different mindset. And then 2017, I tore my left meniscus and I competed with a left meniscus torn. And then um, I had surgery on that. And then 2018, what happens? But I tear my right one so weird but and my and then I dislocate my shoulder so some people would say Mary Beth your body's telling you you need to slow down and take it easy well I am right now I am but I don't know what my future holds I really don't you know I'm definitely not gonna compete this year who knows about next year maybe the following year when I'm 61 I don't know anyway but Really, this is the cool part. 
I'm getting going a long story to get to a short point. Um, I've been working a lot on um, my my mindset seminars and tailoring them to fit whatever the gym I go to's needs are. And so I really want to do more of that because I can coach people without having to be able to do the movement right now, mm-hmm. you know? So that's kind of where my mindset is as far as Mary Beth needing a goal to accomplish. That's, that's my goal right now to be healthy and strong and healed and do my seminars <laughs> and help people that way. I think that's awesome. And I, you know, wh- what's funny is uh, you're talking about how, you know, your injuries and then you just go and do stuff anyway sometimes. And what was so funny, and as no Steve remembers this, was I was doing my Olympic lifts and you wanted to demonstrate something for me, but you had just had surgery. And <laughs> went outside with a PVC pipe and hobbled around on one leg and still tried to demonstrate what I needed to do. And I was like, look at her. She doesn't be outside doing that. <laughs> but I understand that kind of drive. And I think that's number one, why we connect. Because I think you, you draw people to you when just, just your personality and how people connect. There's, there's something to that with the universe the way it works. But Anyway, I just thought that was so hilarious because that is the kind of person you are. So I don't (laughs) doubt that in the next year or two, we'll probably see you competing again, even if, you know, maybe right now you're looking at facing surgery or whatever on your shoulder. I'm not going to count you out. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Because you're so far, her mode is like have a surgery and then just go compete again. Well, you know, your mindset is such that that's just another obstacle to overcome. And exactly. And when you have that mindset, then there's nothing you can't do. And whether that obstacle is an injury or a financial setback or uh, a life change that you had to deal with, those are all just obstacles and you treat them all the same way. It's just something else that you have to go through. And, you know, there's a great book that talks about the obstacle is the way. Yeah, I read that book. Yeah, so you challenge yourself uh, by challenging the obstacle, and that's how you grow and become a, a better person uh, in the long run. So you're doing all that, which is exactly what, you know, people need to be doing. Yeah, I, um, that book, <laughs> when I read it, sometimes I have to put it down because I think, I'm going to go work out anyways. <laughs> and I'm not supposed to. Right, because right. the obstacle is away. So what? You know, and so I try, I sometimes I can't, like right now in recovery mode from injury, I, that book I have to set aside. But at the games on that overhead squat, if I would have been at home training in my gym, I would have dropped that bar the first rep. But because it was the CrossFit Games, because of my competitive beast, there was no way I was going to let go of that bar. And my mind, and in my mind, I already had my start and my finish in my mind. And I always go into workouts and movements, Olympic lifts, with that in mind. I, I always had the start position and my ending position. So as soon as I ended that overhead squat by standing up, my body knew it had accomplished its goal. And then my shoulder said, sorry, Mary Beth. <laughs> it's so funny though. But I'm thankful that, that my injury wasn't so bad that I can't lift my dad out of bed because I can lift my dad. I just, I just, I, I just can't go overhead with my right hand, you know, right. but I can get him out of bed. He's so light now. Anyway, so, but anyway, really funny guy. Um. (laughs) You know, and that's, that's something that when you just talk about life in general and being active and staying healthy, we don't want to end up having to take care of our parents. No one does. No one wants to be in that situation. The parents don't want to be in that situation. I've been there. My dad had Parkinson's. All of our listeners already know all about that. And he passed away in 2009 and he lived in my home. So, you know, for two years. So I, I understand. understand. 
And, um, but being active and being healthy is so important because we get into situations that we don't always intend in life. And if you can't take care of yourself, then you just can't take care of other people. Mm-hmm. And so what you've done, that competitive beast, if you want to call it that, that drive, <laughs> it's made it to where you can now be a, a help to your family, which is, you know, what we all want to be. We, we just want to be healthy for the people around us and, yeah. and to, then, sure. you know, not be the person that requires the help, but that can give the help. Mm-hmm. I, I told my dad, um, one time when I was lifting, lifting him out of bed, I said, dad, if this is the only reason I do CrossFit, then it is totally the right reason I do CrossFit. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Well, I know I'm, I'm sure that he appreciates all of that. And, and it's awesome that you're able to be there to, to, to help. Thanks. I love him. <laughs> I love them both. I was a dad's girl too, so I. <laughs> <laughs> well, what well, we had a pretty good while uh, talking. We don't want to take up all your time. We don't be respectful of the rest of your day. We know you have stuff to do. Um, is there anything else you want to get out there in the universe uh, before we wrap it up? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I can do this, you can do this. Well, thank you. The people people look at, at me as this some hero, but I'm really human. And and I just, when I would see people do things, I would think, I wish I could do that. And then I learned that if I wanted to do that, then I would put in the work to do that. Right. So if I can do it, if I can get to this level, so can you. Anybody can. I'm not special. I just... I'm me, you know? Well, I don't know if anybody can be like Mary Beth, but you can try. <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody really wants to be something <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, and, and I think that's so true because a lot of times, you know, and, and, and I, I do understand what you're saying that it's hard. It's the hard work. You can't just wish it to happen. And, you know, it's like Steve, you know, we had our track workout this morning and he has to tell his young guys all the time, you know, you can't just like, you know, wish to be faster. You've got to do the workouts that make you faster in your run. There's a way, there's a progression that you have to go through to get there. And it's the same way with anything, right? And I agree. CrossFit or if people like to do marathons or whatever they like to be good at it, you can't just wish it to happen. You do have to put in the work and, and get that programming and, and, and maybe have someone that's been there help mm-hmm. you, which is what I have been able to, to be the benefactor of with you, which has been so, <laughs> so awesome. Uh, yeah. So anybody can do it, right? Yeah, anybody can do it. I'm so happy you guys invited me. I am thankful for this opportunity. Um, if if people want to get a hold of me, they can just um, Instagram CF underscore Mary Beth, or I probably they won't remember Mary Beth Prodromitis on Facebook, but whatever, whatever. Um, I'm I'm here. We'll, we'll I got sure. the time. <laughs> we are going to put your information in the show notes so that if people want to reach out to you and definitely follow you. And then obviously they, all the masters competitions in the past have been on YouTube so they can go and actually be really inspired by watching you compete for those years. And um, hopefully we'll get to see more competition from the masters athletes in the future um, I really do hope that, that that shifts from where it was this last games where we didn't get the opportunity to see that. But um, yeah, they're, they're there for in the past and we'll mm-hmm. put a few links so that people can be inspired because I know it inspired me. And what we say a lot of times is that when someone is doing something that you find inspiring, it can absolutely change the trajectory of your life and what you're doing. And I'm just going to say that's where you've been for me. Oh, thank you. Well, Melody, if I can, you can. 
<laughs> okay. Well, well, yeah. Well, Mary Beth, we can't thank you enough for being on the show. We love hearing your story and talking to you. Uh, we hope everyone out there has a great day. We appreciate you listening. Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.